Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Good morning, everyone, and welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Happy Sunday, everybody, on this first Sunday of the month, December 5, 2021. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's great morning here in New York City. As always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 77 WABC and all listening to our stream on WABC Radio. Radio.com and on the 77 WABC mobile app. Now, I also want to make sure I hear from you in just a little bit. We're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. You know, I love that part of the show. I always love hearing what you're thinking. And later on in the show, I'll reveal the results of our question of the week. But there, <laughs> there is so much that happened in America this week. We've got a crime wave. It's more like a plague that is crossing this country. Uh, we have another shooting in a high school. And right here in good old New York City, we have got uh, an effort by the city council and de Blasio to allow illegals to vote in the next election. All 800,000 of them that they say. And de Blasio, the mayor who cannot leave New York City soon enough, is recommending and creating Shoot up dens where you can go in and shoot up and get high and do whatever you want to do, uh, because he is in truly determined to take down New York City. He is the man is evil. He is evil. He doesn't care about New York. He doesn't care about the safety of people in New York. He is clueless. He is evil. He is incapable of doing the job and we can't get de Blasio out soon enough. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, and also, I, I want to talk about schools and what they're doing to protect our kids. And I see a connection between Virginia, where the school superintendent and the school board didn't want the parents to know about a rapist who raped a 15-year-old girl in the bathroom, a rapist, a guy who went into that bathroom with a skirt on. And then they simply sent the rapist on to another school where he raped another young girl. And I see a very similar situation at Oxford High School where the school again is incapable of protecting our children. And we're going to get on that right away. But first, it's time for my opening statement. You're no longer safe in America. Your government is not protecting you. The police cannot protect you. And in short, you're on your own. Something has changed in America. Something has radically changed. Crime is coming out of nowhere and it's hitting like a thunderbolt. It can happen at a Christmas parade in a small town in middle America, in a high school, on a subway platform, to an Ivy League student walking around campus or to an innocent mom who is taking her baby out in a stroller for a breath of fresh air on a sunny day. After the robbery, 
She literally grabs her baby, leaves a stroller, and runs for her and her baby's life. Any of these crimes could have involved you. The victims were totally innocent. The crimes were totally unprovoked. But you don't need to be on a subway platform or in Times Square. Small town America, middle America, is being hit by this same crime wave. Now, there was a time in America when motive could be gleaned from the crime itself. So you rob a bank, you do it for the money. You burgle a home for the contents. You assault or kill another person because of a vendetta or because of uh, an argument or gang membership or any of the seven deadly sins. Today, today, crime is totally unprovoked. It matters not who you are, where you are, or what you're doing. You could be walking down the street on your way to work, on your way to the grocery store. But now you have to assess where to shop. How dangerous will this be for me? Will you be followed home by someone or by people who want your car, who want your watch? Or maybe just like the way you look. So what has changed? What has changed is the criminal justice system is being destroyed by the liberal laws passed by progressive Democrats eliminating bail, by the Soros-funded DAs who care more about the criminal than the victim. The police are the ones now handcuffed by leftist mayors and governors, and the Democrat radical policies and so-called social justice warriors who fight to protect the criminal and the judges who are now looking to please the left for their next judgeship, or they're too concerned about being accepted by the woke academic community that they throw the victim away and herald the criminal. More and more, these inept, uncaring cogs in the wheel of justice are both failing and endangering us. Now, you remember Daryl Brooks from that from that Christmas parade? He called for violence against as many white people as possible. And he drove his red SUV over people in a Christmas parade in middle America, killing six and injuring 60. How innocent do you have to be in a Christmas parade? The dancing grannies killed, children killed, driving over them with his car. This career criminal was out on a $1,000 bail because of an inept, lazy, incompetent assistant district attorney by the name of Michelle Grasso, who asked for a $1,000 bail for a guy who had just jumped bail. There is no higher indicia of whether or not someone will return to court than proof that he won't return to court. And this idiot asked for a $1,000 bail. A guy with a 55-0 page rap sheet. Add to that a court commissioner, Cedric Cornwall, who decided $1,000 was good for a career criminal, a sex offender, a domestic violence batterer, a gun-toting drug dealer degenerate, and he was allowed out on the streets to victimize a whole community. 
And then there's this kid, Ethan Crumley, who shot and killed four students and injured seven others in Michigan, including a teacher, by the way. There's no reason liberal school personnel should have. Uh, 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 they say that they they had no reason to know he had a gun. But the truth is they never bothered to ask. The very reason they told his parents to come to class instead of suspending him immediately based upon a a call for help and images of people dying with, with a gun, his posting a gun on social media, they let him go right back into class. And I'm telling you, those parents, those parents, if I were D.A., I would prosecute them to the full extent of the law as as an accessory to involuntary manslaughter. The father bought the gun with him. The mother went target shooting with him. The mother says laugh out loud when he wants to know about ammunition. Uh Uh-uh. They're not getting away with this one. And I don't want to hear that this kid has psychological problems. I'm tired of hearing that people are crazy. People are not crazy. They're insane. They're, if they're really crazy, why are they hiding a gun in their backpack? If they're really crazy, how do they know that they can do, that they can unload their gun in the bathroom? Why do they wait till then? Why don't they just do things that make no sense to us? No, because they know the difference between right and wrong. Dirt bags. A Columbia University PhD student knifed to death by a gang member, folks. The gang member was 25 years old with 16 arrests. Figure that out. Hey, he got an arrest as soon as they could arrest him and put it on a rap sheet. He was howling with glee. That's right. I said he was howling with glee because then he went to another guy with the same knife and stabbed him repeatedly. And he moved on to a couple, a man and his girlfriend, strolling in a park in New York City. And with that same menacing, he tried to knife him. Three people, three people by a dirtbag gangbanger who should have been in jail with 16 arrests, 25 years old. And he's not doing it for any reason, totally unprovoked. This kid was a member of the Bloods. And this week... Police arrested a parolee, Ariel Maynard, fatally shot Jacqueline Avant, a philanthropist and wife of a music icon, and a relative of someone in my Fox family, Harold Ford. This dirtbag had an extensive criminal history. He had just served time for robbery with deadly physical injury. They let him out after three years. He comes out again, does the same thing, robbery with deadly injury. They put him in jail and prison for four years. But California, oh, they're so thoughtful. They let the dirt bag out before he finished his term. And what does this dirt bag do? He comes out and he shoots a woman, a philanthropist. And he's in the next house getting ready to do them before the police catches him. You know what? I don't know about you. These are just a sampling of headlines, but I'm sick and tired of it. It's coast to coast in the United States, from New York to Los Angeles to Illinois to Alabama to Florida to Indiana, Wisconsin, Tennessee. Just this week, something has changed in this country, and I'm telling you, it's the liberal policies, spineless Soros-funded DAs who are destroying the justice system, teaching young prosecutors that the criminals are the priority, and the focus of theirs is to erase the meaning of criminal justice and to erase the idea of law and order and accountability and consequences. 
there's only one way to end this, and I'm going to tell you what it is. You better get involved in every local race from town council, city council, county legislator, to judge, sheriff, DA, school board, and every other state office, because I believe the power in the United States is going to come from the states, which is where change must begin. We need to recall those in office. We need to be visible and vocal to peacefully assemble, to let the world know that we are not sitting ducks waiting to be assaulted, that we have a strength and a determination to get this country back on track. And that means holding those in power accountable as well as the dirtbags who are committing the crimes. And yes, I said locking those up who are victimizing innocent human beings. They shouldn't be roaming the streets freely among us, murderers, rapists, sexual predators. I have no tolerance for them or the so-called justice warriors who want me to think I'm wrong because I believe in consequences and law and order. You're damn right I believe in consequences and I believe in law and order and I won't stop and neither should you until we get America back on track. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. I got to tell you, folks, I get riled up about this stuff because it doesn't have to happen. These people were innocent victims minding their own business, sleeping in their own beds, a place where you should be safe. Not anymore. And it's not like we didn't know these dirtbags roaming the street weren't criminals. The gangbanger loved that he was stabbing people. He's a member of the Bloods. That's what they do, lock their asses up and call it a day. All right, up here next on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to be talking to newly elected Nassau County DA Ann Donnelly. You know I supported her when she was running, and I am so proud that this woman won and is DA in Nassau County, and I look forward to talking to her. Plus, your chance to vote, to voice your thoughts, we open up the Friends of the Court hotline. Coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. You know what, if I, as if I weren't revved up enough, a little music will get me really fired up. All right. When I asked why Delta Rescue is the largest care for life animal sanctuary in the world, its founder Leo Grillo told me, and his answer was shocking. He said that people in America keep their pets for only two and a half years on average. Imagine two and a half years. If he adopted out the dogs and cats he rescued from abandonment in the wilderness in two and a half years, they would either be abandoned all over again or turned over to the pounds where they would be killed. After all they've been through, these beautiful animals would lose their homes all over again. Caring for up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue costs a fortune. And there's a full-time animal hospital right there, 365 days a year. This is incredible, folks. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me to continue to save lives. I'd like you to help them by going to deltarescue.org slash Piro. 
and pressing the green donate button. Please give as much as your heart tells you to. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Piro. Thank you. All right. So we're back here on the Judge Jeanine Piro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. A special shout out as well for those of you joining us via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCradio.com streaming worldwide. And for those with that old Alexa smart home speaker, you can tune in as well by simply saying Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Now, joining us now to continue the conversation that I'm still fired up about from my open is the newly elected we should have a drum roll here district attorney for nassau county please join me in welcoming district attorney ann donnelly to the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation sunday morning show all right good morning ann good morning madam district let me let me say it right good morning madam district attorney how are you i'm great judge thank you and thank you for the drum roll (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, the one that we imagined. Look, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, to all my listeners, uh, and the district attorney upset State Senator Todd Kaminsky in the November elections, and she turned her campaign into a referendum on New York's controversial bail reform law, folks. Her message was about crime and safety and how all this nonsense of social justice went too far. So uh, Anne decided that she was going to run, having been an assistant, DA for 32 years, and I am so proud to have her on. Now, Ann, I don't know if you heard my opening statement, but uh, what we've got are a bunch of dirtbags running around freely, roaming the streets, uh, who are in a position, unfortunately, to victimize, uh, you know, innocent, unassuming people just doing ordinary things. And whether it's in L.A., New York, or now middle America, we the criminal justice system has changed. Do you agree with me? Is it different or am I just out of the loop? No, I agree with you 100 percent. And I did hear your opening statement. And I agree with everything that you said. We have suddenly empowered the criminals and we have re-victimized the victims. And we have to do something about it. So what do we do, Anne? What do we do? Well, the first thing I think we need is, you know, prosecutors who are going to prosecute the laws Uh, in L.A. and in San Francisco. Prosecutors have made statements that they will not prosecute even these smash and go uh, burglaries and robberies, that they will not prosecute X. They will not prosecute. That's not our job. Our job is to prosecute the crimes that are on the books of our penal code. And if we don't prosecute them and we don't show people there are consequences for their actions, then how can we expect them not to do these things? Well, let me ask you this, Ann. Okay, so, you know, people listening could say, oh, well, that's L.A. You know, what's that got to do with me in New York? Uh, the truth is that these smash and grabs, and, and before I move on to the other parts of the country, these smash and grabs are, are basically, it's like organized crime. What they're doing is they're going in, stealing, and they end up uh, basically creating their own enterprise, don't they? Absolutely. And it's not just happening in L.A. and San Francisco. An October 9th New York Post article indicated drugstore shelves in various CVS stores in the city, in New York City, are completely empty because they have been raided with impunity. And they know that the bail reform will result in their release if they're even arrested. Some stores aren't even arresting them. 
So what are we going to do about that? I mean, what can we do about it? You know, they say Eric Adams is coming in as former captain with the NYPD. I mean, he can't change the law. What needs to be done? Let's start with the beginning. Well, what needs to be done is an arrest and a prosecution of these people, even if they're released on bail. You know, what's happening in some of the courts, Nassau County included, is we have such a backload because of COVID and because of the time that has gone by. We need Mm. to catch up. But in my opinion, the way to catch up is not by dismissing everything that's out there. Oh, my God. What a terrible idea. Are people lazy and stupid? I mean, when it it makes no sense. We let them go so we can catch up. No, you work twice as hard. Exactly. Exactly what I plan on doing, planning on having my assistants do. There are consequences for your actions. One of the men involved in these smashing grabs in New York City has been arrested 22 times in the past year and a half for the same crime. Okay, and so he's in the business of, of selling this stuff. Where, where do they sell this stolen stuff? Mostly online. You'll find a large market for it online. Um, wow. And like you said, because they're an organized criminal faction, they know what they're doing. They know the profits they're getting by selling things online. Interesting. And Go ahead. And I think that's another avenue which we need to go after them. You know, I spoke about it during my campaign. Technology crime is so rampant and so important for us to be able to investigate. If we can start looking at who has these online accounts that they're selling the stolen goods on, you know, well, how are they setting them up? Can we go after them for that? Well, here's the thing, Ann. You know, I, I, it, it, you got a you got a high tech crime unit bureau, whatever. Uh, and, and, I, and I did uh, years ago. Uh, there, there has got to be a connection between, you know, at, at least identifying the cars that are outside, getting whatever blurry pictures of the individuals, whether they're wearing a hood or not. Um, you know, getting a copy of the license plate and then, you know, they may not have an Internet, uh, you know, uh, an IP that reflects who they are. But with a little digging, we can figure that out, can't we? Yes, we can. All we right. We have such amazing technology that can help us in so many ways. We just need to use it. Right. Right. And uh, how are you doing with staff out there in, in Nassau? Do you need more staff? Or do you have what? Yeah, of course you need more staff. I'm not even going to ask you to answer that. Um, but are, is the county board, uh, you know, listening to you? Uh, so far, I have seen only good reactions from from the county about what we need. You know, uh, yes, we do need more staff. This discovery is overwhelming for the staff, and we need to hire more people who can help us in those beginning phases of discovery. You know what's interesting, um, and when I started the domestic violence unit, you know, the uh, the powers that be were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, and uh, it was the first in the country, and uh, they wouldn't give me the staff I needed. So you know what I did? I wasn't going to take yeah. no. I, I, I found some organizations that gave me 
there are people out there who are well-educated, who ended up either raising their kids and, you know, still now the kids are gone. I brought in volunteers. They went through an incredible background check. You know, they were not allowed to take anything home with them. And these volunteers work their tails off. You know, if you can't get the county to pay for it, get volunteers. There are people who are furious about what's going on, who are good people, smart people, capable of helping you out. I'd look into that. I mean, I had a great experience with that. And then my, you know, the unit became a, a pilot program in the nation. So uh, think about that. All right. Let me go on to the schools very quickly. Now, yes. so we have these parents. The DA out there is, is looking to charge the parents with involuntary manslaughter. What say you? I think it's a great avenue to look at. From what I've heard, and I haven't seen everything about that case, those parents were so instrumental in giving him the tools that he needed to do what he did. And as you said before, this was a well-thought-out attack. This was not a, you know, crazy person running inside and shooting. This was a thought-out, how do I load, how do I unload, Yep. you know, where am I heading, who am I heading for? And those parents handed him, handed him that weapon. Yep, yep. And uh, I agree with you. I think I think they should be responsible. Anyway, Ann Donnelly, I got to tell you, uh, I love having you on the show. I think that you're fantastic, and I want to thank you. And we're going to bring you on anytime you want to talk about anything going on in Nassau or anything you know is a, a thorn in your side. You give us a call, WABC. We love hearing from you. Thank, thank you, Ann. Have a great day. Thank you. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we will be speaking with New York State Republican Committee Chair Nick Langworthy. And we're going to ask you our question of the week and tell you how to participate when the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show returns. The Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is making the holiday. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, I was getting ready. Don't you love the Beach Boys, by the way? I was getting ready to start <laughs> dancing. All right. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is making the holidays brighter for our nation's gold star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. For many of these families, the holidays are a very tough reminder of the sacrifice their hero made for us. The foundation is giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve during its season of hope. With each mortgage-free home, the foundation is delivering on its promise to do good and never forget. 
For some of these families, they have the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home that they picked with their loved one, the home where they made precious holiday memories. For families in a new home, they're creating memories they'll cherish forever. All of this is possible because of your generosity. Support America's greatest heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Now, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Uh, Frank Siller who runs uh, Tunnel to Towers. Do you know that charity, Tunnel to Towers, has a 100% accountability and transparency rating and a 98% overall rating? Folks, you give $11 a month, you give whatever you can give, it's going to these families who have suffered traumatic losses, either of a loved one or they catastrophically injured, who can't do normal things like even take a shower without asking a child for help. I love this organization. I love Frank Siller. I love what they do. They deliver. They promise. They're good people. Now enough. Okay. Uh, I have a great guest coming up. Uh, and, of course, on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we only have great guests. Now joining us is the chair of the New York State Republican Committee. Please join me in welcoming Nick Langworthy to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers again Foundation Sunday morning show. Morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning, Judge. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> well, it's, it, you, this is a topic that makes me, you know, you got to peel me off the ceiling. Now, <laughs> this creep, de Blasio, <laughs> And his whole team, they want 800 illegals to be able to vote in New York City. And if anyone out there thinks it's going to end in New York City, you're, you, you lost a marble or two. Okay. This is just the start. And this dirtbag de Blasio also is starting up shooting dens where you can go and shoot up with your pals. So, uh, that is going to be a nightmare. He is, de- he is decreasing the quality of life in New York City. But let's talk about the impact of 800 illegals voting in New York. Talk to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, one, de Blasio can't leave soon enough. 1231 can't come soon enough. <laughs> I agree. Um, I mean, to talk about good riddance, take out the trash. My God. <laughs> you are the um, trash. Uh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, this this, you know, we, we got uh, a lot of uh, our great uh, the largest city council delegation that our parties had uh, on the incoming basis in in probably 30 years. It came together and we were joined by, you know, uh, a lot of Republican leaders from throughout the city. This week, we stood in front of City Hall calling out this dangerous piece of legislation. They mm-hmm. want to normalize you know, illegal immigration. They yep. want to uh, add non-citizens, 800,000 of them to our voter rolls. The Board of Elections can't segregate this. They say it's just for local elections. That's poppycock. Yep. I mean, you know damn well what they're trying to do here. This is an assault on voter integrity and election integrity. The state constitution is unconditionally states that you shall be a citizen to vote. Right. This is right. <clears throat> unconstitutional. We are going to fight this, uh, you know, at any level we have to. Well, uh, you to know, make the, sure that this doesn't come to be. Well, when does he when when does he propose that this happen, Nick? Well, so so the the bill will be taken up this Thursday and they oh. have so there's 34 oh. Democrats that have pledged to vote for it, even de Blasio. The biggest idiot to ever serve as mayor of this city has said in the past he doesn't think the city council has the right to do this. Yet he's knuckled under to the pressure and he said, I won't veto the bill. Well, he's 
we are going to have to go to court and stop this. And we're going to have to get the best constitutional minds that we can to stop this, because if it happens in New York, it's going to happen all over the country. And we have to stop it, just like we did same day voter registration on Election Day. Well, you know, the amazing part of this and, you know, he could say, you know, that that he won't veto it. This guy's behind it 100 percent. And he. You know what I think the problem is, Nick Lang, we're the chair of the uh, New York State Republican Committee or party, or you're the leader. The the bottom line is they are uh, dissuading people from coming this, to this country legally, from hiring lawyers and studying about our history, swearing allegiance to the United States, and basically saying, you know what, why bother? Why get a lawyer? Why go through this nonsense? If I can come in, I can get education, medication, housing. My kids go to school uh, and uh, what I'll do is, uh, you know, I'll get four hundred and fifty thousand dollars as an illegal because they may have separated me from my kids as they're mandated to do the Flores decision, which required that separation. And uh, in the end, they win by being complete illegals and then they vote and they change everything in this country. I'll tell you, these Democrats continue to destroy this country, Nick. It's frustrating. Well, I think they know they're not going to get H.R. 1 at the federal level, so they're going to try to go down through the states now. And they're finding the most vulnerable places, and obviously with a city council full of crackpots uh, and, and <laughs> radical progressives, you're going to have an appetite for something like this. Why would anyone play by the rules and go through our immigration system like all of our ancestors did and, yep. and so many great people are doing right now? Why play by the rules when everything's free and everything's handed to you on the way in? And this is this is just so un-American and and it's unconditionally unconstitutional. It's blatant. And that's why we need to go hire the best constitutional lawyers we can find. If people want to join our efforts, you know, support us at NYGOP.org so we can go and fight this lawsuit the right way and get the best minds on this case that we possibly can. Well, you're going to have to, because, you know, as as I'm reading some of this research, um, anyone who wants to apply for citizenship, uh, they are required to pay a $725 fee and pass a 100-question citizenship test. That's a process designed to make sure that the new voters exposed to basic American history and principles. They don't even have to study. Now, you got Joe Borelli, who's a Republican councilman who represents Staten Island, um, and he's saying the bill would weaken citizens' votes. Uh, you agree with that? It's going to cancel out all of our votes eventually. <clears throat> this is going to start in, in New York City. And, and, and let me tell you some of the things I'm very concerned about if this were to come. Well, on the Board of Elections, we don't have the right to ask someone for voter ID at the polls. So tell me yeah. how they're going to be treated differently uh, if they show up to vote for governor in a year where there is no local elections or they show up to vote for president in a year where there is no local election. They're going to get treated like a voter all the way across the board because we are not legally allowed to ask for identification at the polls. And we need to keep pounding on that every day and demanding our leaders give us an up and down vote on voter ID we, it, to secure the elections. This is the only way we can do that. Uh, but but secondly, you know, a system like this where foreign nationals can yep. register to vote, yep. this opens us up to being compromised by foreign actors. Yeah. I mean, New York City is, is obviously the capital of the world. The U.N. is there. I mean, what is to say? I mean, Eric Adams only won the Democratic primary by 7,100 votes. Interesting. What's to say that the Chinese government doesn't bring, you know, 15,000 people 
yep. and, and, and keep them here long enough to become a voter, not a citizen, a voter well, under you, this plan. You know, you would think that the Democrats would at least understand that even some of them are not considered progressive enough and they're going to be thrown out. But Nick Langworthy, I mean, Nick Langworthy, uh, chair of New York State Republican uh, uh, Party, what do you think in the end is going to save this country from the devastation that we're facing from illegals coming in whose history we don't know? We don't know if they're criminals. We don't know what their record is. We don't know who they are. Are. You know, I talked at the beginning of the show about this gangbanger who, who stabbed an Ivy League student at Columbia, stabbed another guy right uh, within a few feet and then went after a couple. He jumped around with glee because he's a Bloods gang member. The, and these people are just allowed to roam freely among us. What is going to happen to America? Elections have consequences. We're seeing it in New York worse because they've destroyed our criminal justice system. Meanwhile, we've got open borders. I mean, in the, in the very fact that we're talking about the fact that there's 800,000 people here that are undocumented. Yep. What's wrong with this picture? Yep. I mean, yep. It, it shows you how broken this policy is. We had a president that stood for a strong border. And, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of people that believe in the values that, that President Trump fought for when he was in office, uh, but might not have liked his personality. Do you have any buyer's remorse now, folks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know it's, I guess we don't have mean tweets anymore, but the yeah. country's gone to hell. In a handbasket. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know what, Nick Langworthy, uh, you do a great job. Uh, we appreciate your always uh, being available to tell us about the issues that are, you know, top of mind. And so stay in touch with us. We're going to be uh, watching what's going on, not just in New York City, but around the state and around the country. There's a lot of consequences. Nick Langworthy, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Judge. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, too. And your phone calls are coming up right here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Call in to the Friends of the Court hotline at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222 now. And the results we've been waiting to reveal. We're talking about our question of the week, and it's coming up next right here on one and only 77 WABC. So let's take a call from, I think we've got uh, Joe in Connecticut. Welcome to 77 WABC, Joe. Okay, Joe is not there. All right. Terry in Bayside, Queens. Terry? Okay. Uh, hi, Janine. Hi. I think uh, Joe fell asleep there. He's probably on hold for like 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> people have to realize, Janine, and I've been preaching this for years as a young dude on the Bob Grant show, I explain to this audience, and they know what the uh, criminals are. They are the warriors in the street to destroy America. They're put out there by the hard left, and they're making you uncomfortable in your own country, and they're making you a foreigner in your own country, and they're destroying mm. neighborhoods left and right. And the thing is, people have to realize... The hard left was always present in the United States, but now they're taking big chunks of the legislatures in the states and the cities of this country because of the 65 Immigration Act rebuilt the hard left in the Democratic Party. No one can dispute this with me, but you got to remember the establishment Republicans, like the guy you just had on, he'll tell you he supports open borders. But open mm-hmm. borders is the reason why the Democratic, now the hard left I'm talking about, has been rebuilt inside this country. Exhibit A is California, no matter what anybody says or tries to say on this radio station. And I noticed 
that uh, Senate Majority Leader in New York State, uh, Ms. Cousins, and the Speaker of the New York State Assembly, uh, Carl Hastings, is never mentioned on this radio station. We know all the names that end in vowels. Why, why do you think? Names. Why do you think, Joe? I know exactly. Terry, afraid to why? Mention them. They're the architects, and they're the ones who let the no-bail law go into effect. Interesting. All right. All right, Terry. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about those politicians who supported let them loose and let them out and uh, suffer the consequences. All right, Terry, I'm going to do that next. All right. uh, Jim and Mimarinek. Jim. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. Uh, we've spoken before. And uh, something about Bill de Blasio. I think on his last day in office, all New Yorkers of every political stripe, conservative, liberal, moderate, should get together, stand outside of City Hall. And you know that chant that they have at baseball games when a player is taken out of the game? Na, 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 na. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Goodbye. Because, now, the guy, it, it's, it's not a matter of liberal or Democrat. The guy is an incompetent. He now, is. Example, yeah. Uh, uh, your, your your neighbor, George Latimer, our uh, county executive up here, right. I think he's a great guy. I, I wish he were the Democratic nominee for governor. He's no super progressive. So it's not right. a matter of liberal conservative. De Blasio is a bum. But one thing about Eric Adams I'd like to say, which may be Quickly, positive. Yeah. Eric Adams has a uh, parallel with Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was able to go to China, which no uh, Democratic uh uh, president could have done because he was a proven conservative. Well, by comparison, Eric Adams, being a former cop and being a, a current black man, can insti- institute uh, uh, police actions, and no Maya Wiley type would do that, and a white uh, conservative might be afraid to do it. So I think Eric Adams, I hope and I pray, because we both got kids in Brooklyn, I hope and I pray that Eric Adams uh, can, can institute pol- uh, police yeah. actions other people couldn't. You know, Jim, you make a very good point. And uh, Eric Adams can be the savior. Uh, we'll see. Time will tell. You know, I've lost faith in so many people. But you know what? I'm going to wish and hope until until he proves me wrong. But, Jim, you make a very good point. And, uh, yes, we have kids in Brooklyn. Ooh. All right, everybody. Uh, so when we come back, I am going to be talking about our question of the week and uh, the results of last week's and what it will be for next week. The Judge Jeanine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Puro. I asked why... <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know where those streets are listen and children listen to hear sleep okay when i asked why Delta Rescue is the largest care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. Its founder, Leo Grillo, told me, and his answer was shocking. He said that people in America keep their pets for only two and a half years on average. Imagine, two and a half years. If he adopted out the dogs and cats he rescued from abandonment in the wilderness, in two and a half years they would either be abandoned all over again or turned over to the pounds where they would be killed. After all they've been through, these beautiful animals would lose their homes 
all over again. Caring for up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue costs a fortune. And there's a full-time animal hospital right there 365 days a year. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me to continue saving lives. I'd like you to help them by going to deltarescue.org slash Piro, pressing the green donate button. Please give as much as your heart tells you to. That's deltarescue.org slash Piro. And attention, the price of silver has increased 340% since 2000, and it continues trending higher. Universal Coin and Bullion is offering our listeners a special locked-in price of just $30 for a beautiful one-ounce 2021 American Silver Eagle coin and the most popular coin in the world for collectors and investors. This limited offer is available at dealer's cost because Universal Coin wants you to own our first newly designed silver bullion coin since President. Reagan signed the Gold Bullion Act in 1985. Call Universal Coin like I did. Leaders in the precious metals industry at 800 UCB Gold to get your beautiful U.S. Mint Silver Coin for only $30. Postage is free and you'll be dealing with experts. In fact, the company's president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is recognized as America's gold expert and he is the 2021 Coin Dealer of the Year. They also have rare gold coins, but this special silver deal is only available using the code PIRO. P-I-R-R-O. Call 800-UCB-GOLD. That's 800-UCB-GOLD. And Tunnel to Towers, never forget. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes, donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. All right. Um, I also want to mention something to you that uh, Bernie and Sid uh Every morning, every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m., uh, have a clip of Bo Snurdly. Here's Bernie and Sid discussing Andrew Cuomo's suspension. Who feels right now? He got his brother fired. He basically did get he his brother fired. He got his brother yeah. fired. Yeah. Now, let's face it. Andrew Cuomo was a corrupt politician. We know that from all the stuff he did in Buffalo. The Moreland Commission was getting this close to Andrew Cuomo. He disbanded them. He's just a corrupt guy, and he dragged his brother into the corruption, you know, having him use his uh, journalistic sources to uh, dig up dirt on some of these accusers, essentially is what happened, and that's why they fired him. Yeah, that was the 77 WABC clip of the week, which, uh, I always love listening to Bernie and Sid. I love those guys. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty great. Anyway, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. You know what time it is? It's time to reveal the question of the week. Last week we posed this question. Will you be getting a booster shot? The question was posed as the government and Dr. Fauci continue to push all eligible Americans to get a booster shot. Now, with rising cases of the Omicron variant, Americans are being urged to get a vaccine booster shot more than ever. So here are the results. This is interesting. This is somewhat controversial. 40% said no booster and 60% said yes, they will be getting a booster shot. Now, for the question of the week, for this week, I have uh, a question uh, regarding the school teachers uh, in Michigan with Ethan Crumbly. The parents, the school allowed 
Ethan Crumley to go back into the classroom. The parents were allowed to leave. The school didn't ask if Ethan had a gun that he then used after he went into the bathroom. He came out shooting and uh, killed four and injured, uh, I think, uh, seven others, including a school teacher. Did the school personnel handle the Ethan Crumbly situation properly? And I guess the question is, could the school or should the school have done more? All right. The question is, should the school in Oxford, Michigan, have done more in the Ethan Crumley case? That's where the parents were called in. They were they left. The boy was then allowed to go back into the classroom where he took out the gun that he and his father bought together that he and his mother trained on, that he talked about in drawings, shooting people with blood, saying he hears voices, help me. So make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. That's wabcradio.com. You do a forward slash the word tag, forward slash the word web, then dash the word poll. I'll be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. Should the school in Oxford, Michigan, where Ethan Crumbly uh, was a student, have done more regarding Ethan and uh, his situation? So uh, what I want to do for the next minute is I want to give you some hope. I talk a lot about the fact that we're in a hell of a mess, and we are. We're in a real mess in this country. It's not just that crime is out of control. The rules are different, folks. The rules are different. So when you and I were growing up, or even when my kids were growing up, there were consequences. There was law and order. We were supposed to follow the law, and if we didn't, there was a punishment. There was a consequence. Today, there is no consequence. People are being released back out onto the street. And the one case that I think tells the whole story is the Bloods gang member who stabbed an Ivy Leaguer near Columbia University, then went on and stabbed another guy not far and was on his way to stab a, uh, a guy and his girlfriend walking in a park. These are, these are animals. These are dirtbags. Some of them don't deserve to be in this country. Some of them are gang members. They're not being jailed. They're being released by Soros-funded prosecutors, and those prosecutors are all over this country. You better get involved. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp for the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. And up next, it's the Dick Morris Show, where you can listen to great political commentary on the issues you care about. 
Happy Sunday, everybody. Bye-bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.